you are filling fire into your place. So the meaning is absolutely clear. It's abundantly clear. You don't need too much of elucidation. Like if someone is playing with a gun or is playing uh, with petrol, what would you say? You're playing with fire. What do you say that? You're playing with fire, right? This is destruction. If you know, flight is mishandling and what it can result in. Result in. But haram, whether it was interest, whether it was the other person's right and you serve, you serve that person's right, it's sort of in some under some people to the other. Actually, we're throwing fire into the system. Like somebody's playing with petrol, we see you playing with fire. So, but the person says, but I can't see fire. Says, yes, you can't see fire, but just let it get uh, a compatible environment to an environment that is true to what happens. Then you see an explosion. There's a small fire, a little bit of petrol, and what a disaster it brought about. So exactly the same, when you're eating this type of well, going into the system, it must get that exposure. And get the exposure, then you see the explosion. Exposure it requires the grave. That grave then you see the explosion from that point. Now, you can't see it now, but it must just get the right exposure and you see the explosion. Similarly, the Quran says, the Hadith says that you, you serve someone's property, like his property, his land, and that will be turned into a yoke and rung over your neck. Just one, just one meter or one hand span, that amount of property you have usurped of the next person. And that now, from the surface of the earth, right to the very bottom, that's turned into a yoke and stuck onto your neck. Now, understand. This all comes, where it comes from? In the dunya, well, we just want that wealth, we become drunken to wealth, and we become drunken to wealth, then we cannot, we lose the ability to discriminate, the ability to see things in perspective, we lose. So Rasulullah warned us about that. Now, we know, the, we understand that it is dangerous, right? but we can't do without it. When we say that we can do without wealth, can't do without it. When we say we can do without women, can't do without it, then how will this world continue? Right. If there is no temptation at all, woman, how is it going to, how is it going to procreate and how is it going to continue? So the teaching of the Hadith is this, that we learn to discipline ourselves. Yes, we may take wealth and we may take women, but understand that you need to discipline yourself. The discipline is not what your mind tells. Discipline is not what your mind tells. Because every mind, every person's mind is different. My mind is different to yours, yours is different to mine. And the disciplinary code will be ruled out by the Sharia. But this is the disciplinary code you need to bring yourself to bring about a peaceful and a harmonious community. So this study discipline is called the Sharia. It's called the law of being. That is the discipline that is required. If you are conforming to this, then you are winning right through. Whether it's this life, the life of the Qabr, or the life of the hereafter, you are winning all, all, all through you are winning. Now this drunkenness, this drunkenness of wealth is so, so dangerous. We may say that the person drinks, right? The person that drinks alcohol or wine is a curse, is something that will get his namaz rejected. All that will happen. But by the morning, he's sober again. He drank at, the mo- at night. In the morning, he's sober again. But the drunkenness of wealth, it doesn't leave. You say, Karab ka nasha, tak utar jata. You can mark a nasha, tabi ni utar. The drunkenness of, of, of wine, in the morning, it wears out, gone. But the drunkenness of wealth, that doesn't leave you. No matter where you are, who you are, but it doesn't leave you. I say, Sadi Rahmatari is a very, very well traveled in the whole world, this time, the 7th century. So we've seen the world, we've seen the highs and the lows, we've seen the factors that bring destruction to man, and the things that bring prosperity to man. He saw everything. He lived so long, over 120, and he traveled right to populated the world at that time, Rome, Persia, India, wherever, Arabia, but he traveled. It is one, in one of my travels, <coughs> I came across a businessman, very, very wealthy, philanthropist. So he says to me, you know, I'm traveling, and now, I need to export sulfur from Persia to China because I hear China requires sulfur. I try it very seriously. I'm going to export it from Persia to China. Then, uh, when I've done that, then I'll export the crockery. China crockery is well known from that time. Right? So, the crockery from China, I need to export it uh, to Rome because Rome has a very good value for this thing here. Right? Then, after I've accomplished this, then 
I must say the clothing of Rome and export it to India because India values the Roman cloth. And when I'm over with this, then uh, I must take uh, the Indian steel. Because in all the zamanas, Indian steel was very, very popular. Indian steel, like today, and then also it was very popular. So the Indian steel, I need to move it and export it to Arabia. And after I'm done with all that, then I'll come home and make subhanallah and uh, I'll continue my life with that. So Sheikh Sali came across this person here and in another travel, what happened, as he's traveling, he comes across a person, the modes of transport was horse at that time. So he sees the dead body lying on one side and he sees the horse dead on the other end. So he saw this businessman, whole life, for this, from here to here, this to there, and I need to see this rolling, this roll. I can't stop at any any point. So he says, you know what, this mad greed of man, right? Nothing satisfied, nothing satisfies this mad. Is anything that satisfies it, after he seeing all this, he sees the man dead, the businessman, and he sees his mode of transport on the other end. Both are dead, and he says, you know what, that nothing satisfies his greed but contentment or death. One of the two things, either contentment or either death. This is the thing that brings about satisfaction. Otherwise, the man is going, spinning around. This I need to take it here, and that I need to, need to take it there. And then when we summarize our whole life, that wealth is accumulated for a little bit of luxury. And moving around here and there, driving, down, driving around in smart cars, eating good food, and having some type of material security. And this is now the summary of the entire life. Some material security, eating well, living well, and moving well. So that is the summary of man in this day. And then I ask you, is there any difference between man and an animal? Animal also wants better pastures, wants some security for itself and for its young, and he wants to move around. He doesn't want to remain at one spot. So then, is there any difference between man and this animal? Man has been blessed with a superior level of intellect and understanding. And the superior level of intellect brings you to the right conclusion. Without the superior uh, level of intellect, then you, like an animal, then eat, enjoy, and just fulfill your ambitions, fulfill your ambitions in your dream. That's the whole summary of life. Right? Now, as a Muslim and as a human being, there is a different perspective to life. And that life is mentioned in the next verse, which is where you have employed all your strength, your energy, your brain. But not sure something far better than this. All this is matawul hayat dunya. It is just there until you are strong and you are able. Right? You are strong and able, you can eat and enjoy. But once you are not, you no longer strong and able, you are living on tablets, you have to be on a strict diet, otherwise the whole health will collapse. Then what is the meaning of this wealth? No meaning. The meaning, is, the meaning of the wealth is gone. You want to eat this thing, it's going to be a disaster. You can't eat it, but you see your wealth and, and everybody else is enjoying and you can't enjoy it. But now that's the end of your dream. And therefore Allah says, this is just matawl hayati, it's a temporary convenience. Just keep it as a temporary thing just for you to move. Don't you invest in it more than that. Now you feel, no, no, this is the thing, this is the real target, this is the real goal. Right? And then when you have to jump boat, you have to jump the ship, then you say, hey, what a separation, so hard, so difficult, what a painful moment. Right? But that was because you're not seeing your life right to the end. You just saw it till your eyes were open. You didn't see it beyond, beyond that. You're seeing it beyond it, then you see, you see a different picture. And you begin to feel that real life starts at that point. That real life, and actual life, and permanent, unending life starts at that point. And then you realize and you understand, that what have I done for that life? That life that was permanent, that life that was irreversible, that life that was continuous, what have I done? Therefore Allah says, right, before it's too late, your energies, your wealth, your time, these are all gifts of Allah Ta'ala, and appreciate them. Appreciate them. These are gifts. They are, they are priceless gifts. Just one eye, an example. It's a, such a priceless gift if someone were to bargain with you all the wealth of the, of the world for an eye. Are you prepared? So that these gifts that you are enjoying is so priceless. What type of appreciation? Appreciation will mean when do something that the giver will be pleased with. 
the one that is bestowed is Allah Ta'ala. He's bestowed you this gift. You didn't pay anything for it. It came to you, just came to, to, to your place. If Allah Ta'ala is bestowed. If you do something that will earn you the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, so your main goal is of the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, and this life is just a vehicle to take your bro. Nothing beyond a vehicle. الحمد لله الحمد لله القائل والذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك أصحاب الجنة هم فيها خالدون فنحمده حمدا كثيرا كلما يحمد الحامدون ونشكره شكرا جميلا كلما يشكره الشاكرون ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدنيا سجن المؤمن وجنة الكافر أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام والله سبحانه وتعالى يقول بقوله يهتدي المهتدون وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وانصتوا لعلكم ترحمون بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وياكم بما فيه من الآيات وذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك برؤوف رحيم رب حليم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد عشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمن الله عمر وأستقوم حيان عثمان وأفردهم زيد بن ثابت وأقرأهم بي بن كعب وأعلمهم بالحلال والحرام معاذ بن جبل ولكل أمة أمين وأمين هذه الأمة أبو عبيدة بن جراح وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة وظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم وردا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبعضهم فببغضي أبعضهم ومن آذاهم فقد آذاني ومن آذاني فقد آذى الله ومن آذى الله فيشك ويأخذه 
اللهم ايد الاسلام وانصارا واذل الشرك واشرارا اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى قال الله سبحانه وتعالى ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون <تصفيق> الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الظالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الظالمين لإلاف قريش إلافهم رحلة الشتاء والصيف فليعبدوا رب هذا البيت الذي أطعمهم من جوع وآمنهم من خوف الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله رحمة الله